We're here. Look at them clouds. Are you recording? Yeah. Right on. Doesn't it feel weird for us to be in the same car together right now? It does. It feels pretty strange. Do you think it feels weird for the for the listeners? <laughs> Who are the listeners? For me. <laughs> well, welcome to an episode of Bird Road. Welcome to the, the car episode. Wow, look at those clouds. That's pretty wild. Look at the low ones. I wish I could take a picture, but my phone is garbage. That's right. He's still sick. I'm feeling a lot better, but <gasps> the cough is still there. Do you think I could just set forever. this here? Oh, that sounded bad. <laughs> that was bad. That was a bad sound. <laughs> Whoa, look at that. There's crazy low cloud cover. The the Las Vegas is clearly just about to end right now. I wonder if you could like, put it in the drink holder. My dick? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> What are we doing, Dave? Where are we going? What's happening right now? So Tell right, me about the things that we're doing. Right now... Tell we, me about what's happened today and why you're so happy. <laughs> well, I'm happy because you're here. You're in Las Vegas, and it's pretty great. And uh, we no are monkey. going to pick up Gina. Name one fond memory of my time living here from this intersection. Warm Springs and Buffalo. Go. Uh... Did we do ever do anything here? I don't think we ever did anything at this intersection. Cool though. stories. Yeah. <sighs> so well, we're in Jewish Dave's car. We're heading to the Venetian to pick up Gina. She's been working at the convention center all day, but then at some point, the company that she's shooting for uh, disappeared over the, to oh. the Venetian, or well, to the Sands. Yeah. And so we're picking her up. And then I'm not sure what we're doing tonight. We're recording this episode. We're recording this episode as we speak. Maybe we just knock this episode out in the car. I think that's a great idea. And then we can just watch <laughs> the TV in the night. You know how much shit people would give me if we did that? Why? Because it's so unprepared. This is a skit. This is an opener. This hey, is like a There was a great early episode of What the Fuck with uh, Maria Bamford, actually, was the guest. And they were dry. I forget where they were going, but they were driving the whole episode. Mark Maron and Maria Bamford. But we're near, like neither of us are like that profoundly <laughs> mentally ill to pull that off. I don't think we have that in our in our game. <coughs> That's never stopped us before, though. So we're here. So what's we're happening? In Vegas. Why don't you tell them why you're in Vegas? Why? Well, I'm here because. Well, first of all, I'm working. Also, like it was just serendipitous that I was able to do the second part of what what I'm here for, which is the most important part: live show Friday. Coming up Friday, January twelfth. That's right. Um, at the Rebar. At Rebar. Rebar. Kyle Chamberlain, gubernatorial candidate, co-founder of Rights Society, um, along with uh, Amy Valela. Valela. Yeah. For Congress. Along with Amy Valela for Congress, another progressive candidate coming out of um, coming out of Las Vegas, which is quickly becoming a bastion for you know correct-minded people. Yeah. Uh, We've got Michael Weiss. Michael for Weiss for Congress is going to be joining us. And we've got Ruben De Silva for Congress. So, I yeah. mean, if you call yourself a progressive or a Democrat or you believe in just the basic tenets of like Medicare for all, um, if you like think that there's something we could be doing about the climate, if you think that, uh, you know, Immigration reform. Immigration reform, economic in, uh, you know, inequality are, are issues that are not being talked about. And you're right. 
Um, and you're in Vegas, you should be there. Friday, Rebar, 1225 South Main Street. Yep. Las Set, Vegas, we're Nevada. Starting the show right I don't seven. know the zip code. You're going to have to look that up on your own. Whatever downtown Las Vegas' zip code is, that's 89DWNTN. Sounds about right. Um, hey, but that's not all of our guests, though. We got more. We, also we got, got, more. We also we got, got musical got, guests. So. Yeah, we also got musical guests, and we got comedian Jason Harris. Comedian Jason Harris is going to be sharing the stage with us. Yep. And uh, as far as the music guests go, we got uh, Joe Mascalino uh, doing an acoustic set. He uh, used to be with the Pervs and the Objects. Joe the Perv, best, if you guys uh, remember from back in the day, Joe Perv. Two of the best Vegas bands really ever. They're amazing groups, so it's awesome to have Joe there. And then he's going to also be playing with... Uh, Dead Money, which is a uh, great little uh, two-piece band. Keep scratching your arm. Scratch it a little hot, like harder so that we can pick it up. The, that, the weird nervous tick that you have. Does Let's see how many of your fucking weird ticks we can pick up on this hey, sensitive microphone. Whatever I need to do to feel comfortable in this car with you right now, I think is okay. I feel like poking you in the stomach <laughs> so hard. It's all wide open and exposed. No. Just this fillet no. right here. No. This whole fillet is <laughs> wide open. Um... And then we've also got these Swank Bastards closing out the night, which is amazing. They're awesome. The they're Swank amazing. Bastards, surf punk type, you know, the great music to get drunk to. Yeah. Like, that's that's what the these Swank Bastards are. Okay. Music to get drunk to and enjoy your night. And that's a great way to end it off after, um, you know, after you hear us just eviscerate such low-hanging fruit as Paul Manglefort. <laughs> Milo Jokinopoulin. Nope. Also, oh, including on any of these topics, Roy Blork, <laughs> and the king daddy of them all, Darnold Tarned. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do a lot of studying over the next few days. <laughs> what if there was a character, a person named Darnold Tarned? Okay, Google. <laughs> okay, Google. What is Show Donald me Darnold Tarned. I'm here. What can I do for you? Show me Darnold Tarned. You failed. Google. <laughs> Worthless. Failed. Siri never did that shit to me. Oh, yeah. Siri always shows me something. Siri knows all about Donald Tarned. Darnold Tarned. <laughs> uh, later in this episode, we're going to be doing our... Um, uh, let's promo the episode that people are about to listen to in like 10 seconds. Uh, we're going to be doing... Um, well, they're technically listening to... Shut the so fuck great. up, David! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! I'll fucking kill you, dude! <laughs> fuck! Uh, I fucking hate you. Uh, Forget how much I fucking hate you when I'm around you. God damn it. Okay, what, what are we doing in this episode? Why don't you tell the people? Since you're so fucking hot to talk! I don't know what we're doing in this episode. I'm just keeping my eyes on the road. Uh, this episode is um, our, uh, the Do I Have to episode. It's a Do I Have to episode. Oh, it is? So you're going to be talking Atlanta, the yeah. television show? I'm going to be talking Atlanta, which you made me watch, and I'm very happy that you made me watch. And but we'll I, get into that in a little bit. I'm, I'm very pleased as well that I was able to watch The Good Boys, <laughs> which is a movie show. <laughs> It's a movie called Good Time. It was that good. I made, that I made you watch. It was a good time. It, uh, sitting at num- number four <laughs> on my, my list of my favorite movies of 2017. 
and we're going to talk about Vegas because I'm here in Vegas. Maybe we'll do, maybe we'll come up with a different way to do this episode. Maybe this episode's going to be something completely different. Why don't you join us? I think this already is a different way to do this episode, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, how often are we like in proximity of each other? Exactly, that's what I mean. Like twice a year. This is already off to a wonderful start. We got to bank some episodes while while I'm in town. What can we bank that's not news pegged? I know. Maybe a full fiction skit. (laughs) Maybe I just write... Remember I said that we should do that while you're... I know. I do remember. That's why I'm saying it now. Yeah. Do you miss the uh, Las Vegas Strip? We're pulling up on the Las Vegas Strip right now. It barely resembles what it used to look like. You know, I'm a Vegas originalist. I liked it better when it was just dead Mormons. And, uh... It was a joke. I know. (laughs) It's a good one, right? (laughs) Fuck you. I ain't here. Um... So, I don't know. There's an ad for the top of the world at the stratosphere. I remember a period in my life when I thought that it was romantic to bring women to that. I, I thought mean, that that was certain, like a romantic thing to do. For a certain age group, it still is, technically. But like 18 to 23 right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's tacky. It's so cheesy and overpriced, too. It's like crazy expensive. I heard that it is really The expensive. food is fine. The food's just fine. Um, who knows? That was years ago. There was a, uh, I think there was a thing in the news just recently where, like, the, um, I don't know if it's the owner or what of, uh, of the stratosphere was trying, like, desperately to plea to get people to admit that the stratosphere is part of the Las Vegas Strip. But they were saying, no, I never think, I never think of the stratosphere as being part of the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. It's good. I mean, it literally is the border. I mean, I think the second you pass it, you're downtown Las Vegas. Oh, Tiesto's at Hakkasan. We should go. That sounds like a thing. That That sounds like a thing that we would always do. (laughs) Like, and especially now, twice the size that we used to be. (laughs) Collectively. We're both very much taller than we used to be. We're very, (laughs) we are rotund boys. If you come to the live show, you'll get to find out exactly how rotund. I'll let you touch your stage. Oh, look, we are going up against Marilyn Manson on Friday. <laughs> I just saw it on the Mendeley baseline. Okay, so there you go, Vegas. You've got your choice. Us, strong, young, progressive voices who have interesting and funny things to say about everything. <laughs> and Marilyn Manson, who must still be doing the same, like, three songs. <laughs> There's no way that he's... I have a feeling Marilyn Manson could probably do like 10 dates in a row in Vegas and sell out every one of them. Oh, I'm sure. There's a certain uh, kind of person he speaks to. Do we speak to anybody? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> James Hearn. That's who we speak to. Yeah. We speak to James. Yeah. Uh, we speak to Mex to the Bizzo. We, he, doesn't agree, the Bizzo. he doesn't agree with us. And, so. he, and he disagrees <laughs> with us half the time, so fuck him. Goddamn. Is he coming? No, he says he has his daughter. What? I know. She can come. I know. That's what I told him. I was like, she'd learn a few things, you know, about politics. She's got to be 21 by now. I think so. You want to hear my prediction? What's your prediction? Jude, um, uh, Mesa the Bizzo shows up. I think he will, too. He finds a way to show up. Who else do we still know in Vegas? Nobody, right? Johnny Rhubarb? Well, I was thinking we should invite Darren. Your Darren. Old, your I texted buddy. Darren. I texted Darren. Um, Johnny Rubs. I'll, I'll oh, text. did we invite the... the K W lowercase O uppercase C group. We did, and uh, I think the one dude. When did they it, stop trying to name hotels in Vegas? Like <laughs> Vidara. Like that's not even a fucking name, dude. That's just a bunch. That's just a. 
That's some fancy shit. Vdara. Vdara. Monica and I stayed there once <laughs> when she was like wild pregnant. Like she was popping. Did she hate it? Um, Not the she, pregnant part, the hotel. She hates Vegas. Yeah. So like she just hates Vegas. But that hotel was better because there's no smoking in it. Like anywhere in the lobby or whatever. And That's so nice. she was pregnant at the time, like I said. And um, so. That's nice at least. The Bellagio. Name one memory of ours from the Bellagio. I have a pre-you memory of the no Bellagio. No such thing. No <laughs> such thing. We, we uh, like the we opening weekend, a bunch of us from the UNLV dorms, we got a suite there. And we all... Who organized that? Jay you, had to organize it. You know that. who it was? Do you remember Jay's friend, Nick? Yes, the Nick, white guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick organized it, yeah. And I have a picture of me and him in robes. <laughs> Whiskey, That's when you were still glasses. like morbidly obese. <laughs> before you like lost. It actually after was. Your sophomore it was year right you before lost, I like, lost. 150 pounds. Yeah, right before I lost all the weight. Yeah. <laughs> and I kept it all off forever. <laughs> <laughs> and you're still skinny to this day. Yeah. <laughs> and then that story ends when you're 28. <laughs> oh my god. You know, for the most part, considering this is a city that's like based on blowing shit up and rebuilding and rebirth and all that, like all the lame, um, you know, tropes and metaphorical allegories and shit that like uh, Martin Scorsese and all those kind of like ham-fisted, you know, honestly, if you look back at it, a lot of the narration writing, it's casino is terrible. Like if you watch it, anytime there's a narrator talking, it's awful. Uh, it, actually, that's a rule for any Scorsese movie. Anytime there's a narrator talking, it's terrible. It's like a thing, though. Like, I mean, that's part of the charm, you know? I it, guess. It's, I, I think you're you're right, basically, but it's kind of the charm of a Scorsese movie. So what I was going to say was, um, uh, for a city that's sort of based on that, that whole rebirth, destroy, rebuild thing, it, like, this city surprisingly stays the same. Yeah. It has not changed that much. They just keep packing in it. Just, but otherwise, it's it stays pretty much the same. And then there's certain dead zones where just nothing will be built. Oh, yeah. Like where the um, where the Sahara used to be. Not the Sahara. Where the uh, Stardust used to be. That's just dead. I don't even remember where the Stardust was. It was in, like across from the Sahara. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's just been dead for like 10 years now. Yeah, they and tried then, to do a big music festival there, but I don't think. Sexy. Leave your inhibitions at the door. Go to that show. That looks so lame. Imagine if we went to that show. Oh, you know what that's owned by? (laughs) Imagine if we went to that show. And we just sat there just together with like weird burlesque stuff happening in front of us. (laughs) And I just look at you and I'm like, what is our friendship? What is it? What does it mean? (laughs) Um, I see the Westgate Resort. Uh... I see the Westgate Resort logo on there. Oh, you yeah. know the story about that Westgate Resort owner, the guy who made that? Uh-uh. They made a documentary about him called um, The Queen of Versailles. It's about his wife and him, really, and their effort to strong recommend for anybody out there who's listening. Queen of Versailles in, like, one of these shitty exurb Orlando areas, that like, overpriced outer Kissimmee-type, you know, flat garbage swampland areas where they build all these like McMansions and you know tacky monstrosities and stuff like that out there they they 
him and his wife wanted to build the biggest, most expensive house in the entire country, bar none. Like, that was their goal. And um, documentary filmmakers started following them around doing it. And what was hilarious was it started in, like, 2006, 2007, and the documentary got really interesting because the financial collapse happened. Mm. And this guy lost his ass. So by the end of the documentary, it's like a it's like a documentary now episode. It's insane. The, there's, like, dogs have taken over the house. There's shit <laughs> on the floor everywhere. The plumbing doesn't work. The walls are falling apart. These people are, like, living in separate sides of the house, and they, like, want to kill each other. It's a social experiment of the highest order in terms of comedy. It's so fucking funny. Wow. And it starts off with this ostentatious, gaudy, you know, he's like a Steve Wynn-type trash person who just has a lot of money. And, um... <laughs> You remember Ben Stiller as Steve Steve Wynn? Yeah. I got these I got this Picasso. You wanna buy this Picasso? Hey. Look at this. I got like three of these Picassos. That's what this guy is. He's like a garbage fucking like an empty soulless fucking golem. And he's just like accruing money through shitty like tricking timid tourists into like putting their name onto something that's going to, like, trick them into spending 20 grand over the next three years on dumbass timeshares. And now he owns the casino where people park so they can go to the convention center. That's what the Westgate is? That's all it is, yeah. <laughs> Nobody goes there otherwise. The Westgate, the one that failed was the one that was inside Planet Hollywood. There was a, if you walk through those shops in Planet Hollywood, there was a, there was a Westgate that... Um, was condos and uh, oh what was it like to sell like, yeah to sell like you'd walk by and they would try to huckster you they yeah, would try yeah. to they would hawk to you they would yeah. be like be like say there sonny you want to see a free show and you'd be like <laughs> not really what show share no alright <laughs> you know what share I feel, <laughs> I feel bad even asking you because there's no answer you could have given that would have been a yes, honestly. I would not have said yes to any show. <laughs> Unless you would have said public execution. Like, I don't think there's anything I would have actually enjoyed seeing. I will say that Vegas has changed a little. It's gotten more like obnoxious. fake. Yeah, obnoxious. It's gotten more fake expensive, yeah. like Fendi stores. When I moved here, there weren't. There was maybe one Fendi store. Yeah, it was at the fashion show. That's yeah. That's where you went for that. And... um now it's, now it's in every one of these Palazzo, Venetian, Bellagio, Caesar's Palace. All of it has kind of, but that's how that's how it is though. Like you market to this very small percentage of people that actually have money and are willing to waste it, right? And the overwhelming majority of people are looky loos. <laughs> that's what I would call them too. <laughs> Off this party We're on Las Vegas Boulevard, everybody. This is it. The home, the the, the center of uh, the the origins of this podcast. Oh we, my god! We used to come down here, have a couple of overpriced drinks, and then go somewhere. Go else. somewhere else and complain. <laughs> Sit at a table, ruefully looking at women, ruefully, <laughs> and waiting for them to come talk to us. And when they didn't come talk to us. We would just concoct stories about why they were flawed and they weren't like, and they were missing out. Well, they were kind of missing out. They were missing out. We were pretty cool. We were pretty cool guys. This guy. Gillies. They tra- they transported Gillies from the frontier. That's weird. 
the Gillies, Gillies was where there was this whole group of girls that Dave and I used to hang out with who like country western culture is big out here for yeah. fucking some reason I don't know but it is well it's, and a, like, it's that hip hop version of country western but yeah, yeah yeah it's like yeah. it's like it's been run through like 30 marketing departments <laughs> and every single potential piece of artistry has been ripped out of it yeah. and it's been just replaced with algorithms of what, what people want to hear um so there was this whole group you remember this whole group of like wasn't just girls it was like a few people that were really into that that we were hanging out with yeah here in vegas it was all those ohio transplants oh yeah but no it was also those girls that went to green valley yeah yeah and them too and them they all met in the middle of like we're blonde and we love this and the guys and the girls (laughs) and they used to go to that shit at the frontier which has long since been torn down. And I just never got it, dude. I never got it either. I also don't get Treasure Island being the place to, to put that. When I think Treasure Island, I think country hip-hop well, where, bar. Where was the Frontier? The Frontier was right here, wasn't it, somewhere? Well, It was that, further down. Yeah, it was further down. It was in, like, the shitty part, like, before you get to downtown, before you get to the stratosphere. Well, why is there only three boys to men? Did one of them I was leave? thinking the exact same thing. There's only three boys to men? What happened to... Oh, I'm going to feel real bad if he died. But I'm still going to post this part of the conversation. I think they're missing the deep-voiced one. How's he gonna, how are they going to do any of the songs without the deep-voiced one? it kind of ruins the whole thing. Girl. You know that. I, the guy that would just talk? Girl. I, girl. You know that I feel bad about the way that things happened. And I'm choosing to allow you back into my life. But don't hurt me. Don't hurt him. Do you think they just have his voice just disembodied? Just <laughs> like the Michael Jackson show? <laughs> Las Vegas is a funny place, man. Sitting in this traffic, looking at, wondering why Harrow's is still around. Did you see uh, on the news today? Because uh, for those of you listening... Uh, Vegas got its first rain in like 160 days today. I brought the rain. Yeah, he did bring the rain. It rained like crazy. And I guess the uh, the link where the giant Ferris wheel is, like completely flooded. They must have not <laughs> built it at all with rain in mind. And uh, I drove around a little bit this afternoon. <coughs> at, like, uh, like after I landed and I, I had like some work to do and I found like a place to work and then I came and met you at your house. I drove through like five flooded things. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is just a big flood. Well, speaking of that, you know, what's funny is I look at, I don't know what they call it now, but the shittiest hotel on the strip used to be the Imperial Palace. It's still the same building, but they rebranded it, right? What's yeah. it called? Um, Chinatown or something? I forget. Well. I haven't been there since they rebranded it. Let me tell you something. A long time ago. Interesting story about why that shithole building in a town... Famous for like blowing up old shithole buildings is still standing. They can't knock the Imperial Palace down. <laughs> that building has to stay there as long as this area is popular. As long as the Las Vegas Valley is populated, they have to keep that building there because it is the lowest point of Nevada, and it it is the um, everything will just fold. It is a tribute. All the tributaries, <laughs> everything will just fold in and fall apart. <laughs> the whole like is a big sinkhole. No, but not far off. Not far off. Um, all of the all of the uh, washes are tributaries to the main um, drainage system that's located there. They could never do an implosion there because it's built on top of it. Wow! Brilliantly, um, so that building is there for good. 
They would have to take it apart brick by brick if they wanted to, which is unfeasible with a building like that. You can't do that. <laughs> so, there's your little bit of Vegas trivia. Here's what Vegas sounds like, everybody. Oh my God, you know what I was thinking of the other day? I had a brilliant idea once. You, you for some reason, had it in your head that you wanted to do a Desert Mob video. And you were like, what would it be? And I was like, oh, tracking shot all the way down Maryland Parkway up around and, I, and it was like oh that's impossible we need like 10 million dollars to do that yeah. if we had a drone today we could do that video sure that video became possible in the last like 10 years right if yeah. we had a drone we could definitely do that tracking shot video speaking of drones I just read today that GoPro is like on the verge of selling themselves how did GoPro lose that like edge first to the market had? yeah I don't know that's I don't know crazy. anything about GoPro but I do know that um no, literally, I don't know anything about GoPro. I just, I think that 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 trend might be a little over. Yeah, maybe. I think that that's done. I have a GoPro. I brought it with me. We can we can GoPro some stuff. <laughs> I got the uh, the Sony competitor to the GoPro. <laughs> the Geepery. <laughs> I have no idea. If you know what's funny is it. Vegas is the area where the look of. Um, like smoking jacket and jeans has always been in style. <laughs> it's the only place in Miami and other cities that I go to that that style comes and goes. But in Vegas, it's always a safe place to, to do that. It works here. incredibly awesome do we sound like we're in the same fucking place it probably doesn't sound any better than any other episode because this is the worst studio that's ever been made <laughs> q is in my studio right now uh he flew across the country and he's i flew across the country Vegas. for this i could have just and, done fucking ipdtl yeah and it would have been just as good here's the than thing. this frankenstein disaster area here's that you put thing. together for me i am not equipped for another human being being in my room. life <laughs> This was never meant to happen, and it's, I don't know, not very good. You hear this, the, the, the Flight 1105 coming out of fucking McCarran International Airport. If you missed it, you'll hear 1106 coming, 1106 coming. pretty soon. It's fucking ridiculous. I flew all the way here for our live show that we just got done promoting during our live section. I liked it better, actually, in your, um, in your car. I, think I, got, I, think I, I know, that was actually fun. I, I really enjoyed that. I think we need to do that again during the course of this. What if we trip. did, during the week, we did like a dive bar tour? Or a Q and Jewish Dave's points of interest tour? That could work. It could definitely work. Alright, so this week we're, we're, we're going over our... Um, we started doing it a little bit on the uh, in-car portion of the show, but I'm probably going to cut that out. Uh... So we went over our do I have tos, right? That's right. Um, so 
I guess we're just going to talk through these because, look, here's the thing. We got this show coming up on Friday. We're both, well, at least I am, pretty keenly focused on things that are in the news, issues, things more important than like movies and television and shit like that. <laughs> but, but let's just like talk about this, I guess. Well, also, I think that, um, you know, our the entire focus of our podcast, you know, for the last few weeks has been on this live show. I think once we get through the live show, we're going to come back to some of the things that we've been doing on this podcast and some of the things we've talked about doing on this podcast, including this little segment right here. Do you have anybody who doesn't understand what the live podcast is? There are some people in my life, I think they think that we're doing it live online. <laughs> <coughs> I don't oh, know. here we go. Here we go. I don't know if anybody fully understands what we're doing. I don't, you know, they're still stuck on the whole, Everybody why seems, is it called Bird Road? Every, nobody's stuck on that. Only you are stuck on that. <laughs> nobody seems to understand what we're doing, but they all seem very proud of us. It's true. They it are. It's true. They don't know they, what they we're do doing. They like that we're doing it. They're glad that we're doing it. Um, so, I don't know if you saw this a, a week ago, before we jump into our... Uh, or do I have to segment? Um, the uh, the white flags are up. The GOP is giving up on my home district. It, they they're pulling out from the Miami Herald. Uh, from the Miami Herald, January second, Dateline, Washington. The GOP's inability to find top shelf candidates to run for Ileana Rosleyton and my congresswoman, um, like a <laughs> a Cuban version of like. Uh, a, a dime store Indian, uh, like a wooden a wooden Indian. Uh, her U.S. House seat has some red Republicans ready to write off the race and shift money and attention to more winnable contests. The seat that encompasses Little Havana, most of downtown Miami, and Miami Beach is now considered unwinnable, and also Bird Road, uh, by some Republicans in Congress and fundraisers who could infuse millions into a competitive congressional race according to interviews with high-ranking GOP officials and potential donors. Hillary Clinton won my district by a landslide. Ileana Roslatenen is just this sort of institution among a certain sect of voters who always show up. Like, you can guarantee she banks 150,000 votes no matter what. All the viejas will all show up and vote for her. And then anybody who's challenging her, uniquely her, has to overcome that first. But the demographics have changed. Of course, my my district is it's pretty firmly blue at this point. Um, not necessarily what you and I would consider the right kind of blue. It's right. more very kind of centrist uh, leaning type people. You know, Hillary supporters, which is fine compared to the alternative for now. And um, yeah, so I mean that's a, that's a victory. I think I don't I I, I don't know what um, you know younger wooden Indian they're going to be running against uh, they're going to be running against the eventual Democratic challenger but um, I, I will say that one thing we should do is get to know some of the Democratic challengers uh, who, who are coming after that that seat um, we have a list the great uh, Mark Caputo from um, from Politico has been keeping track and uh, formerly of the Miami Herald formerly a co-worker of mine um, so I think maybe after we get done with this live episode and we go back to our corners, uh, it's time to 
sit down and kind of parse through some of these people and their positions and see what they think and and and, and see which ones are really worthy of the the bird road bump that's who, good who gets the bird road bump well that'll be good too because on our live episode there's gonna be a lot of vegas progressive candidates so then we'll get to talk about the people out there are you close enough right now actually uh, i was gonna tell you i i'm looking at my screen and I, i'm picking up both of us you're probably picking up both of us i'm not picking up anything my shit is like so quiet <laughs> i feel like maybe uh you want to fuck <laughs> I I was gonna say maybe we should just have you slide over here and record it all. You want to like get real close like that? Channel. You don't like my microphone. You've had it in for my microphone since I got off this fucking plane. Today. I think it's a very nice microphone, but you think you're so great because you have some archaic piece of like recording from the like RKO Records days that doesn't even fucking exist anymore it's a nice microphone although i don't know how to redo the uh these little band strap things. it looks like a snare trap for like a, a, a beast <laughs> it looks like something that you would use, set out to catch a squirrel so you don't die of hunger <laughs> so this is dateline five days ago from uh, politico desantis makes it official enters government uh, governor's race with President Trump's recent uh, endorsement in his back pocket, Republican Representative Ron DeSantis on Friday will announce he's entering the governor's race, a move poised to inject national cash into a campaign already on the 2018 national calendar. This guy is one of the worst fucking people in the world. He will be a terrible pick. And what scares me the most about him is that it's a little bit of an outsider right now, maybe, maybe like a dark horse favorite. And he is picking up cash from everywhere, um, from Sheldon Adelson, uh, your, your buddy down here in Vegas, sure. um, from uh, Donald Trump, from uh, the Mercers, from everybody who basically funds the worst of the worst candidates. This guy is their boy. And um, Ron DeSantis, quote here from Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Congressman Ron DeSantis is a brilliant young leader, Yale and Harvard Law. Who would make a great governor of Florida? He loves our country and is a true fighter. Um, yeah, it's so like the the. the I could have made up a Donald Trump quote and it would sound just like that. Make one up right now. <laughs> he is what First I of all, would started? call, and many people would call a great person and he's done many great things make it but first you got to get it right by like fucking up the name like, <laughs> ronald santos ronald santos ronald santos <laughs> ronald d santos ronald james santosia <laughs> is one of the single greatest men i've ever met in my life many people are saying many people are saying he's my favorite person <sighs> um yeah so the lord giveth and the lord taketh away um we, I think the, the person that we really need to focus on, uh, our little energy, I, I mean, outside of Nevada, and obviously we're going to talk more about Nevada this week, but um, is, oh man, this fucking, the, you, didn't even, you don't even listen to our show, so it doesn't matter. You don't know anything about this. But I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to our show. You don't listen to our show. I listen to every episode. Did you listen to the last later. episode? What was the last episode? With Justin, where you couldn't even finish talking. I listened to about 15 minutes. And you fell asleep like a pig animal. <laughs> um, I'm going to finish it, though, Justin. So, uh, 
I got into a fight with Carlos Corbella. Well, just to back and forth a little bit on Twitter. Um, a few, like, whatever around, like, I think it was, like, around New Year's time. And it made me think of this this whole fishhook theory thing where, like, people who are who claim to be centrist are really kind of to the right and, like, the whole spectrum bends over back to the same point. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, the, and uh, just by, like, acquiescing certain ar- certain points of arguments, like, just acquiescing that, like, for instance, healthcare is not a right or it's acquiescing that, like... Uh, you know, private sector belongs in X, Y, and Z type of industry. Just by giving ground on that and starting in the middle, you're already pushing the conversation to the right. Mm. And um, and that's you know that's that's kind of the the, the, the takeaway I have from this Carbello guy. I think we need to focus. I've been doing some research into the three candidates that are um, that are running against him. That are well, they're going to start by running against each other here pretty soon in a Democratic primary, and. Um, yeah, he's going to try to middle of the road his way to, you know, earning another two years in a place where Hillary Clinton won by 16 points. And that should actually tell you more about Hillary Clinton than anything. Sure. That the people who are voting for a guy who votes 94.3% of the time with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. He votes 94.3% of the time with Donald Trump. That he won... In the same place that Hillary Clinton won, should tell you just all you really need to know. Um, but anyway, we got to focus on some of the people that are that are that are running against him. Um, yeah, so let's do a awkward transition to. That was good. That was it. That was it. Um, how how did this get made? <laughs> do I have to? Do I have to? Uh, all right. So, why don't you start off by telling me our assignments? Okay. Walk us through what we did so, and refresh the people's memories. Yeah, because so I don't, don't remember look. if we actually told them what the things would be. We but... didn't, which sucks because like we should have given them time to like yeah. prepare and go. We're watch gonna it work themselves. out the kinks with this. Uh, this yeah, yeah. We continue to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I. Uh, for do I have to, we have to make each other uh, do something that we otherwise maybe wouldn't have done on our own. Oh. And um, I made Q check out uh, this movie that was my uh, number four on my list of top ten movies of 2017. Uh, a movie by the Safdie brothers. It's called Good Time. And uh, for Q, he made me check out the TV show that was number one on his list, Atlanta, which uh, I kind of wanted to at some point, just kind of never got around to, and I don't know when I would have, but I'm glad that I did because I really enjoyed it, and we're going to talk about that in more detail in a little bit here. Here's the details. <laughs> I got things to say. <laughs> There's just like chords everywhere. <laughs> There's just chords everywhere. You hear this? I don't even. Wait, <laughs> it went. Um, wait, what is this wire? I don't even know what wire. It's in your room, you simple son of a bitch. It must be yours. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think this is my old uh, guitar wire. God, I never want to do an episode in your room again with oh, you. This is a bad idea, huh? This is a bad idea. That's why nobody's ever doing a podcast with me. Here. Such a bad idea. Just it would take like the simplest alterations to this room 
to to make it like super friendly for of for course. podcasting. Of just course. like a, a, a small little bench seat there. Well, first of all, I just like even, a little. Mini I wouldn't even do table. it on my studio PC. First of all, I would I would just get a laptop, which I have a laptop, and I would just that would be good enough to record a podcast. I think just a couple people USB record mics. podcasts with way less. Yeah. <sighs> what did you think? It doesn't have to be like this. We choose for it to be like this <laughs> through your like aggressive disinterest in this endeavor we we've made our choices just like the american people it's too late to turn things around on the issues of climate change and on the issues of like you know our crumbling educational system and our you know horrible health outcomes and it's too late to turn it around we've made our choice with our vote and our vote is no how long do you think we're going to be doing this show for like tonight no ever Forever, yeah. I think forever. I you think do? we'll probably do this forever. You think we're just going to keep it going? I think so, yeah. Why? Are you trying to quit? No, no. <laughs> but you seem to be getting a little uh, fed up with how things are going. It's <laughs> part of my shtick. With this disastrous episode. <laughs> no, this episode, the first episode, the first half is good. That's yeah. all keepable. Good. That's all salvageable. I enjoyed that. Um, I guess what I'm most worried about is that we want to bank some episodes. And I'm wondering, I'm trying to think of like interesting and different things we can do instead of sitting in this room. Because uh, like we basically sit in the room anyway, you know? And like, well, we should just do little segments. Like we'll go out. And oh, we should do little segments. <laughs> should we do segments? <laughs> do you want to do a segment with me? He's looking at me very disapprovingly. <laughs> I don't like it. Well, you're not gonna have water in here because you leave your caps off all the time. That's something about Q. Some of you don't know. He, as soon as you hand him a bottle of water, the cap is gone for good. I'm gonna come through this fucking microphone <laughs> and rip you in half. I was reminded immediately because I'm always reminded when I visit you why you get sick so much, mm-hmm. and you pretend it's a mystery. It is a mystery, and you pretend you don't know why it's happening. I don't. Know you have why a thousand animals, and this house is filled with dander. I have four animals, and they're the loves of my life. I know, but just acknowledge that. Okay, I'm sick again because I have my house at this to, point I should be able is to built my more out of dander than construction materials. I just, I, 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 I always feel bad because, like, I'm like, man, they really just can't figure out what's wrong with Jewish Dave. And then I come here and I'm like, what the fuck am I thinking, dude? Of course he knows what's wrong. He's just making these doctors sound like idiots when I talk to him. Where the, he's like, I don't know. They just don't know what it is. It's <laughs> I guarantee you there's not been one of your doctors that's been like, I don't know what it is. But shouldn't there be, uh, shouldn't they be able to say, oh, you have four animals. You got to find a Take doctor. Take this pill. You, it's not a pill. You have to get a doctor to give you a catalog shot. I, are you kidding me? I get weekly allergy shots. It's better than it's better than Kenalon because they actually formula uh, formulate they formulate, it? they formulate it out of the stuff I'm allergic to and then shoot that into my arm. I think someone's fucking with you. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're just every week she shows me the vial, she has me read that it actually says my name, so I'm actually accidentally getting someone else's. But under my name it says what it is that week and it says like dog or grass or something. <laughs> so they're shooting grass. Oh no, me. we put the butthole DNA in him. <laughs> He's gonna become a butthole now. <laughs> So what did you think of Atlanta? <laughs> so I loved Atlanta. 
Um, I think you're 100% right in that with your number one of the year. I mean, maybe not my number one, but I, I loved it. It was so, so good. So funny. It was so original. Um, I do think, uh, you know, it has a lot of uh, similarities to shows like Louie, uh, shows like, um, uh, what's it called? Master of None. Master of None. Yeah, in that it, you know, it, it has a structure that can really take it in whatever direction they really want right. to take it each week. And that, that, uh, that, that's such like a fun you know way to, to do a show like that especially a show that really has never done been done before something following you know hip-hop in that way which and there's so many directions to go with that you know right. where, where it could be taking itself seriously one minute and then be totally making fun of itself the next and yeah. just kind of all across the board but yeah it's some great performances really funny people on that show um what was your favorite episode? Pretty good. <laughs> the Paperboy song. We've been we've had the Paperboy song stuck in our head for a yeah. while. Um, I I mean I I love so many of the episodes, but um, I mean I think I laughed the hardest from that uh, the episode where he's on the TV show and they have the uh, all yeah the, the Black Entertainment Network. Yeah. yeah, that was a really good episode. Oh, that was so good. Um, the fake commercials are incredible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Questions. The universe. Eternity tests, salutations. Hi, my name is Amar White. You may know me from your dreams. Call this number below and get the answers you deserve. When I called Amar White, I was three months behind in my car, no. <laughs> my stepson, he was in jail. My life was in shambles. But now I got a truck, I got a girlfriend, I got the answers I deserve. Thank you, Ahmad, right? Most people don't realize their chakras in another universe. Don't be dumb. Call now. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta watch that episode when we're done in here. And I can't wait. Uh, season two is coming out next month, February 1st. Really? That soon? Yeah, yeah. Something else is coming. FX is dropping a bunch of stuff in February. Yeah, they, yeah. Oh, man, this is turning into the FX podcast. We, like, love these. No, we love that, FX, that show. That's good. <sighs> Maybe we should, like, find our own lives. Stop watching television. <laughs> Stop watching movies. Well, here we are with a new segment where we force each other to watch television. So I know. That should work out. Maybe, right. you know what? I'm going to make it where all I watch is what you force me to watch. <laughs> That's a good plan. I'm not going to watch anything else. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm wasting time. Yeah. You watch a lot of TV shows, though, but you claim to watch them while doing other things. Like you. No, um, it's not that. It's just that it's it's out of necessity there's just nothing else for me to do after eight o'clock i can't leave my house my kid goes to sleep i'm not going to get in my car and go to like a bar or something without my wife and we don't have anybody else i'm not to like that take many care hours a day of the of the kid like we, you know that you can't you might not know this and a lot of our listeners who don't have kids don't know this but you can't leave kids alone in the house says who department of <laughs> hs <laughs> The Department of Healthy Sciences. <laughs> what are the healthy sciences? Uh, oral. <laughs> Phrenology. <laughs> Escapades. <laughs> Footsies. <laughs> um, no. So, like, I... 
But it's not because of my daughter, because I didn't do... I watched TV, too, when, like, before she was born. We just sat around and watched TV. It's just... Dude, work is all-encompassing. I think for anybody who has a job that's not an hourly job, and it's in a different way. If you have an hourly job and there's a certain threshold, I don't want to, like, just arbitrarily make it up. I'm not talking about the poverty line. I'm going to call it the, the middle class line, right? If there's a middle class line and you're below it, you bust your ass really, really hard, probably physically in, in, in a, a, just a fucking like soul deadening, repetitive motion type of job every single day and make enough money to, 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 to get by and you're exhausted when you get home, right? If you are at that Mendoza line that we're talking about and above, and maybe you're what's considered like a traditional knowledge worker type of person and whatever it is that you do, your value is, you know, your value as a worker is tied into your, your skills and your ability. And you express that through communication on a computer and and work product that you create in, in in an office environment. Like if you're one of those kind of people, you're always on because you for sure have a job where you can be called at nine o'clock at night and you have to do it. You might have to work through weekends and it's just part of the fucking Faustian bargain of having a decent job that you're just always on. And like, you can always be called up at any given moment and have your whole fucking everything thrown into disarray. Contractors fall into the, uh, uh, uh freelancers fall into this world too. Yeah. I was going to say, I have this yeah. except for, I don't make any money. <laughs> you're just, you're just like the fucking, the, you're like the, 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 the St. Christopher of the fucking, uh, indie horror movie world. Like you just, um, so I'm working on a great film right now though. Um, Looking forward to finishing that up soon. So no matter who you are, when you throw in our society a kid into that mix, you're just fucking exhausted. You're drained. You're drained. There's nothing to do but like... It's just always being tired, huh? Yeah, it's just sinking into a couch. And uh, yeah, it's... I don't know. That's all I got. (laughs) So I think we should watch less television, man. Yeah. Let's 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 just like not do any more television in the new year. You know, I didn't get to ask you, what are your um? And we'll get to good time, all right? Uh-huh. We'll have a good time getting there. What are your? <laughs> I love this because I can play Dave like a drum when I'm in person with him. I can get the laugh if I want him to make a laugh. I can just give him one of these, give him one of these. and I just like it's like playing a. It's like playing a fucking timpani. Um, so <laughs> we'll get to good time. What are your New Year's resolutions? What have you resolved to do this year that uh, it's going to be make this year different? I'd we didn't get to talk at the beginning of the year. That. Oh, yeah. Um, lose. Well, yeah, I mean, weight on. out of your foot. I want to lose weight out of my foot specifically. Um, but I mean, I don't really want to call that a New Year's resolution because you know it's not going to happen then. If you have ever ordered a poster in the mail and it gets delivered to you in the tube, <laughs> just picture that tube being a person's like ankle that leads into their foot. And that's what Dave's likes. <laughs> a thing that would have a poster inside of them. <laughs> 
That's Dave's legs. I had to get a picture of him. I'm like freaked out by them right now. He's taking fucking, pictures of my legs. Great fucking two foot. <laughs> that ain't even a leg, dude. That's not a leg. <laughs> oh, I can take a beauty shot. Hang you on. Son of a I can bitch. beautify it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> As a little aside between our do I have losing those? weight, getting those weird shaped feet yeah. in better shape, trying to look more like me and my graceful Scottie Pippen mm-hmm. ankles that are like spun from steel, and then this part here, the calf that protrudes and creates like a beautiful ninety degree angle mm-hmm. into an athletic and heel. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, like that you could tell has all a lot of, of that quick of titch that. muscles built into it, mm-hmm. and speed inherent in my form. <sighs> yeah. So, do you think it's too late to fix yourself? No. My hands feel so big right now. My hands feel enormous. The microphone is a little on the small side. I'm talking about um, histamines. <laughs> I'm talking about fucking histamines in the two hours. There are two cats and two dogs here. <laughs> That's very. You said that in self defense. There's the remnants of another cat. My dad today. Uh, well, my actually our our uh, our worker Jerry. Our um, worker. He a uh, classist. He he uh, brought down this this DVD. And was like, you know, hey, Rich, what, what, what should I do with these? Uh, I'm cleaning them out after the leak we just had at Wax Tracks. Uh, I'm, I'm cleaning out all these DVDs. And there's this stack of them that are just, they're crumbled. And they were like this before the leak, but uh, I, I, I brought these to your attention a couple months ago, but you didn't really say what to do with them. What should I do with them? And my dad like, was like totally not processing what he was asking him. And, and he was like, what are you doing with those? Just put them somewhere. And he's like, yeah, but I mean, look at them. They're crumbled. And he's like, what do you mean they're crumbled? He's like, well, look at them. They're crumbled. And he picks up the, it's like, it's just a floppy bag because it's still shrink wrapped. It's like a floppy shrink wrapped bag of crumbles of an entire DVD case and the DVD on the inside. How does that happen? I have no idea how it got like that. It's like, it like dissolved. Yeah, yeah. It basically dissolved inside of the shrink wrap. It like completely. It is so weird. If your dad was like, a uh, half off. <laughs> Put it for half off. <laughs> Do something with it. It was good to see your dad today. No. It was good to see him around and kicking. Yeah. But why did you have like such a fucking... I, I walk in and Jewish Dave is, is recording. I guess it's not a podcast. It's just an electronic file of audio that's yeah. put on the internet. It's well, it's, a, it's a web radio show. A web radio show. It's the for street, those the interested street in Harmony Review on VegasRadio.rocks. <laughs> no, it's RadioVegas.rocks. I'm sorry, I always screw that up. But yeah, it's uh, it's a web radio show, and we pre-record it. This is it's a <laughs> podcast, dude. You're doing a podcast. You had two fucking USB microphones in front of you. You had stop calling my microphone a USB microphone. 
The other at the at Wax Tracks, those were both USB microphones. It was one microphone. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't see any fucking audio interfaces set up. All right, is my point. So you've I walk in, Rich Rosen's got a <laughs> he's got a headset on that this poor man, this poor like eighty year old man is like his neck is craned uncomfortably all the way to the side out of his chair with the 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 cord of the um, headphones like smearing across his mouth and his nose. And I'm like, why are you sitting like that, Rich? He's like, "Uh, my fucking son, he won't get me. He won't get me a good, a good headset. So I went up to the truck. I got him my headset, the one I'm wearing right now that has like a, I don't know, like a four foot cord. And I'm like, here, like just wear this. You don't, we don't have to live like animals. He's like, can I just have it? And I'm like, no, you can't have it. These are my headphones. He's he was so happy. <laughs> He's uncomfortable. Like, we should. He finally had long headphones. <laughs> and then what happens is I leave and I'm like, oh, wow, did the good ones break or something? And Dave's like, no, he's had those for like 17 years. <laughs> I mean, look, in my own studio, my these are like high quality headphones. And look how short the damn wire is. I gotta like. Why is that? My, everything around me is short wires. Why is that? I don't know, man. You just make poor decisions because you buy everything. That's a byproduct, by the way. Houses, I have a prediction about homes and offices. Okay. Specifically homes owned by people like you. Homes have become progressively more cluttered and mismatched with the pieces that kind of make up the rooms. The reason? Amazon. Shopping online mm-hmm. is, is we aren't realizing it, but I'm looking around this room and I'm seeing a thousand things that came from Amazon and have no cohesion to them and are, don't fit together right. Sure. And like, and that I think is one of the issues. You're talking about your short microphone cords, right? You're talking about things that don't quite mesh together, right? That never happened when you walked into a store and took the thing, popped the thing out of the box and looked at it. Sure. But guess what? A, a five dollar. I hate people. A five dollar thing costs fifty dollars when you walk into a store. You're high. Name no. a thing that's like that. A, what fucking thing a is USB like that? USB cable right off the bat. Where's a USB cable? You can get a USB cable no. at Seven Eleven for like nine dollars. First of all, nine dollars. I get them for three ninety nine on Amazon. Oh come on! But you know that those are made out of Chinese people. Second of all. The ones that you're getting at the grocery store or wherever probably can't do quick charge because they're cheap shit wires. The three ninety nine one that you're getting doesn't do quick charge. Yes, it does. Bullshit, I'm dude. I'm telling you. Look. Okay. Fine. And I'm not... I don't want to besmirch Amazon. I'm just saying that we, those of us who... And I'm pointing in one direction in this room at you who have been Amazonified, whose mm. lives have become dominated by online shopping, oh, love it. Uh, are more prone to have mixed matched. Mm. Non, you know what it is? Non-ergonomic. Sure. You suffer ergonomic consequences when you, when you outfit yourself exclusively online. I agree. Like you end up, things don't quite fit right. I agree. Your butt doesn't quite fit into the chair. Like oh. all of it, you know? That's yeah. that's that's what it is. I agree, I agree. Good, I'm glad we're in agreement. Yeah, but you know what? It's fine because thanks I everyone me. for <laughs> stopping by <laughs> episode 14, Bird Road Podcast. I was going somewhere, man. This is another meandering conversation, but I don't it's think okay. So. I think we're getting a lot of.
a lot of good stuff. Back to Good Time, incredible movie. What are the name of the director and the uh, and the, Sa- the, the Safety Brothers? The Safety Brothers. Yeah. Uh, I am glad you made me watch it. I was a little worried. The first scene, the opening scene, is just off-putting. Right. Yeah. It's very difficult. The guy is an incredible actor. Um, like he really, really played that part of being mentally disabled. Yeah. And I thought that that's what was going on. And um, yeah, up and down. It was a great movie. Robert Pattinson, incredible channeling of, like I said before to you when we were texting about this, channeling Gary Old, Oldman. Right, a, I little, feel like, a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah, he's got that sort of like crazed tweaker, you know, broken man thing going. Yeah. Uh, but like full of kinetic energy and that that sort of that 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 nervousness and yeah and desperation just kind of clinging to him on his face, um, doing a great job. His face, every frame of that movie is just like. He wears like oh a God. million fucking pounds of agony yeah. in every scene, dude, <laughs> and uh, and just being desperate and at your last, like, it's it's like it's literally the cat from hanging there, like holding on to the holding on to a branch every right. scene, and um, it's great. It was a really good movie. The movie movie basically follows around a brother who uh, gets his younger brother, who is mentally disabled, into um, trouble in the in the commission of a crime. Um, and then spends the rest of the movie basically trying to get him out of custody um, through various different uh, misadventures and cons, which is funny because his name is Connie. Connie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, the main character is Robert Pattinson. Uh, only in the movie briefly is uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, but she's incredible. Oh, yeah. She's she channels great. this, like, really, these, those people, I don't want to say women because it's more than just women, but those people that you know who always have some problem that they're dealing with and are like uh, just uh, like a basket of issues that leave themselves on your front door and what's crazy is like you usually see a character like that in one specific context but they flip it up and they they show how people like that are very prone to be suckered yeah by people who show them a little bit of attention yeah just that little bit and they cling on to it yep and they're willing to sell out literally in this case sell out their own mother yeah. Uh, to, to, to get that. So uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, unbelievable. Again, she's only in it for a few minutes, but um, this is mostly uh, a real like dark but upbeat, um, you know, follow shot movie. It's really just like a day in the life of like the bad day, dog day afternoon type th- yeah. type shit. It's a dog day afternoon type movie. Yeah. Um, really good. I, I I can't say enough about it. The direction was incredible. Reminded me a lot of kids. Yeah, I could see that a little it bit. It reminded me a lot of kids. Yeah. You probably heard him interviewed on WTF, Larry Clark. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the very sort of gritty, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s New York style. Mm. It reminded me a lot of that. It also reminded me of a New York that's not really around anymore. Outer, right. outer borough New York, yeah. you know, like... And I've, I haven't seen the Safety Brothers' other two movies, but from what I understand, they both also have that same feel. That New York, that, that gritty, dirty New York that isn't you know, really there anymore. It's that kind of a feeling for their other movies. I'd be really interested to know if one of the themes that struck me is like... 
this is a movie about white privilege for sure. Sure. This is a total movie about white privilege. I wonder if these guys, the Safdie brothers, intended that. Right. Because Robert Pattinson throughout this whole movie looks like he should be getting arrested just for how he looks. Right. He looks like yeah. a vagrant who just committed a hate crime. Yeah. In every in every scene. But he casually ambles through the lives of, you know, in front of, he crosses paths with police officers, security guards, um, you know, grandmothers, He's able to elderly people. Just enough little tiny bit of charm is able to, multiplied by his whiteness and, you know, which is able to bring him through these situations. And I made the comment to you while we were rewatching a little bit of the movie when um, there's this, a moment where a. Uh, a, a, a uh, an East Indian grandmother allows him into her into her house. Sorry, no, there's a West Indian grandmother. A West Indian grandmother allows him into her house uh, to use the phone, and and uh, she's a black woman, obviously. And and I, I made the comment to you, I was like, that woman would not let him in if he was a black man. She probably wouldn't <laughs> let him in because she's like a very cautious kind of no nonsense character, and that's why this whole movie is about that. And What's terrible when you think about it is he proceeds to ruin the life in his wake of like destruction of three black people. Right. So, yeah. and two of them are like like recent arrival immigrants or people yeah. who are not from this country. Yeah. And the ways that he ruins their life are just so terrible. Yeah. In this, you know, misguided attempt to uh, protect his brother, get his brother out of prison where his his brother is not doing well obviously because no shit when you put um damn you know i'm seeing a lot of comparisons with with atlanta with this they're both specifically mentally ill people not doing well in prison remember there's that really graphic scene in atlanta where yeah uh, uh, uh the crazy guy the funny crazy guy that everybody's laughing at in in the holding cell gets beaten down really badly by the cops right. and, and like hospitalized similar thing happens in this movie right um both of these movies are about stories that are so tiny in scope and so low in in uh, like in the larger scheme of um, of consequence. Mm-hmm. Like like the worst thing or the best thing that could happen to any of the characters in this movie means nothing on a global scale, right? Or right. even a very important scale. It's just character and yeah. these like they're small stories, really small stories about small people who lead very localized lives. Right. And um, different in a lot of ways. But. They're also both very modern stories, too. Yeah. That, like, uh, you know, they, they um, you know, they're definitely products of this current time, you know, and I couldn't really picture either of them uh, happening in, an, uh, like, set in the 80s or something, or even the 90s or anything on back. But who were we talking about? It was with, with Victor, where he was saying, this is a perfect example, going back a couple of episodes. These are the kind of movies that he was saying don't get made. Right, yeah. You know, like these, this this could have easily been, like if somebody pitched this at the wrong moment at the wrong cocktail party or cocaine party up in the up in the hills or whatever, they, they like this easily could have gotten turned into an AMC show or yeah. something. Yeah. Like, oh no, it's going to be about this fucked up brother. And his, you know, and, and like he's a sociopath and his brother's mentally ill and he has to like, uh, mentally handicapped and he has to take care of him or something like that, right? Yeah. That could have easily been 10 episodes, 10, ten sure. uh, of, of some AMC show. Yeah. But it's better that it was like this. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it really, 
Sometimes it's, it's great to be able to get in, see a two-hour movie, and that's that's the whole story. And it, it, it really, uh, you know, you could tie things together that way. You don't have... It doesn't always have to keep going on and on and on the way some of these TV series do. And, you know, one of the only places that are really, um, you know, uh, helping to make these kind of things get made, A24. What is that place anyway? Like, who's behind that? There there was just an article, I forget their names, but it's a very small team of uh, producers. Um, Well, most of the films are distributed. They're like, you know, small indie films that are made on whatever small budgets and then they distribute them uh they have produced um i think moonlight they actually produced and then there is maybe one other of their movies that they actually produce themselves um normally they're just distributors um but they just seem to have an eye for these kind of movies uh these small you know independent you know uh unique original um kind of films that they just always seem to be like they always kind of feel for people like me who are into these kind of films it, it just feels like they're being made just for you, you yeah know? and they, they, they did a swiss army man right oh yeah i love that movie so that was much. one of your favorites yeah the yeah. witch which was really good yeah yeah oh no if you go through their list of uh, films i mean i pretty much love every movie on that list um, and there's a couple of other uh, companies right now that are kind of trying to do the A24 thing. Um, Film 4 is one of them. Um, on a larger scale, Fox Searchlight is, has always kind of yeah. had that kind of thing going. Um, but A24 really seems to have like perfected it. Is, is IFC still making and distributing IFC movies? IFC is still distributing films. I used to like a lot of the movies they made. Sure. You remember they did um, the Strangers with Candy movie? They did, yeah, yeah. And they, it was really, it was called something different though. IFC iFilms or Think Films or some shit like that. Remember? Yeah. It had some other call call sign. Um, <coughs> yeah, I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Some other brand. <clears throat> but yeah, they, they always did really good stuff. Um, what was this movie Florida Project about? Was that good? Florida Project was amazing. Absolutely amazing movie and heartbreaking movie. I mean, seriously, the like emotionally probably maybe the best movie this year. Like emotionally speaking, I I still think about it sometimes and just like just get overwhelmed with sadness. Um, yeah, you, you should definitely watch. Oh that Jesus! Movie. The, one of their first movies was Tusk. <laughs> really? Yeah, I didn't know that they. Uh, distributed I guess that. maybe they distributed it. Um, which funny. is the fucking what I I never watched it, but I heard it was a terrible Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith crowdsourced movie. It's an interesting movie. It's I wouldn't call it good, but I mean it is. It's very like weird in like a way that's like even more weird than what you're thinking right now when you hear me say that it's weird. What did you, you think? Know? What did you think of his movie Red State? Did you see that? I never did. I always wanted to. Was it yeah. all right? It was okay. It kept you on the edge of your seat, but it was. I've heard people describe Kevin Smith before, and it's true that he just doesn't give a shit about filmmaking. Right, he doesn't. His, he doesn't care. Yeah. He has, like, monologues that he wants to say, and so he puts them into the na- into the characters that he yeah. wants them to say on his behalf. And as long as those monologues get captured, that's all he cares about. As, as long as those riffs or whatever, yeah, little ideas he's trying to get out. It's a shame, but, I mean, at the same time, I guess if he... <laughs> You know, he's doing, he's somehow found a way to do what he wants to do. You know what I mean? It's like, 
I guess it's, you know, good for him. What? What's that mean? What's that little motion that you just did mean? You want to finger my asshole? <laughs> Means I'm getting thirsty and tired. All right. Let's call it an episode. Yeah. Fucking great. Wonderful. I, I think this went really well. I think Do you we have anything nice to say about, about, about the news? Anything to say substantive? Do you have like, any opinions? Any, have you been paying attention to anything? I was paying attention to the Golden Globes this past week. I hate you. Oh. <laughs> Everywhere I look in this office, there's just like things like are wrong. There's like an error on the... On the well, you did just break my printer no, the printer. There's an error on it. Close the tray. The tray looks close to me, shit bird. Broke the fucking tray. God damn it.